All right, everybody, welcome to episode 16 of Unless You Live Hardcore. I am Kyle Forsyth, one of the co-hosts here. Hello, Kyle. I'm Jake Ford, the other co-host. How's it going, dude? What's up, man? How's it going? New episode, new episode. Episode 16. 16 is where we're at. Damn, dude, we've been doing this for four months now, dude. Four months now. Wow. Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I can believe it, dude. <laughs> All right. The Dope, passage man. of time. The passage of time, indeed. We'll, uh, we'll hop into some metal news right out of the gate, man. All right. This All one's right. actually more rock and roll news, but it's on a site that provides me metal news. And I had to talk oh, about Oh, is this it. about to be uh, Is this about to be about the Greta Van Fleet kid being gay? Nope. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where your head goes. <laughs> Well, yeah, no. I know. I thought you were just like you're like. Well, I have to talk about this. I'm like, okay. no, I I saw that. That, is, that was big news. It. No, this oh, one's you skipped um... past it on Pride Month, Kyle. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> I, you just I skip just... right past that, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I skipped past it. it. It didn't feel uh relevant to the podcast. I I read every single piece of news about that because I'm a fucking ally, dog. <laughs> i saw it i read it but i didn't read the whole article i was like all right that's cool good for him man <laughs> i'm just busting your balls yeah. i saw it was just like good for him dude like yeah, yeah that's, I was like, that's cool i mean I, um, I thought it was pretty obvious but sure yeah for sure uh fairly obvious the, <laughs> it, it seemed maybe possibly i don't know um so this one's more rock and roll though uh it's um it's about a guy who's close to home ted nugent uh, <laughs> oh, Big Ted, Uncle Ted, Big Teddy, dude. Uh, Ted My Nugent performs Uncle Ted. <laughs> yeah. He loves his fucking guns and shooting stuff, dude. This is it's right on brand, man. Ted Nugent rocks, dude. Ted Nugent performs U.S. national anthem at Oakland County Republican Party's dinner honoring <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> I'd like to tell you guys, I'm unfortunately from. Bars like, thank you, Ted. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Me and my cellmate over here, Jazzy, we really appreciate your support. <laughs> He's honoring Donald Trump at the <laughs> Oakland County Republican Party's dinner. Now, here's the problem. I'm from Oakland County. Uh, so that's the big problem with this is I am from the county that this is for. Um yeah. And it's you, unfortunate. We all you, you voted for him. <laughs> yeah. I you voted for Ted Nugent. Cast yeah. your ballot for no, no, for the former president. You cast it in 2016 no, or 2020 because you're a patriot. Thank you, Kyle. I, I wrote in Ted Thank Nugent you, every year. It was a write-in vote for Ted, Ted Nugent. Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, we're not too far off from Ted Nugent running for uh, like some sort of presidential office <laughs> or just office in general. Didn't he like I'll run try. for something, or was that just Kid Rock? I don't know, man. I hope he doesn't run for anything. I feel like um, Ted got involved, dude. Dude, it's it's wild. It's so funny to me, though. Like, I saw it, and at first I was like, oh, Ted Nugent's up to it again. And then I saw at Oakland County Republican Party. I was like, is that, like, my Oakland County? <laughs> then I was like, I no, went I to it. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's my Oakland County. Oh, no. It was at two the two Oakland counties in Michigan, dude. <laughs> it was the suburban at the Novi Suburban Showcase or Suburban Collection Showcase Center or whatever, you know, um, where that's they have fun. like Motor City Comic Con at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's fun. Just repping from my hometown um <sighs> dude ted Nugent's like dude. uh I, I have such mixed feelings about him 
Yeah, he uh like he's the a, article politically, is pretty funny. Politically he is just retarded, but <laughs> some of his music is like okay. And as like a guitar player, he's like he's a pretty good guitar player. So I'm like, ah oh, man, I just I have a hard time like completely hating the guy. Dude, I gotta read some of this article because like the stuff it mentions is like pretty funny. Like yeah, the things it, oh, that it okay. purposely brings up. Last Please. December, Nugent received the Great American Defender of Freedom from Trump at the American Freedom Tours Winter Gala. The Great Mar American Defender of Freedom. Yep, at the Mar-a-Lago at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Tell me Dude. you don't want that award right now, though. Tell me that <laughs> wouldn't be sick to have hanging the above your The Great American place. Defender of Freedom. I'm a Great American Defender of Freedom, Kyle. For playing music and repping Trump. Um, okay. Nugent previously spoke about his admiration of America's 45th president in an October 2020 interview with InfoWars' The Alex Jones Show, hosted by noted conspiracy Hi. theorist Alex Hi. Jones. At the time, he said, I genuflect at the altar of this great man. He is just pulling off miracle after miracle. He's really touching the heart and soul and representing the heart and soul of the best American families out there. Just praise God for that. This is one of those divine intervention moments. Like the founding fathers, believe me when I tell you that. I've been so honored and humbled to spend time with the great man, Ted Nugent continued. There's something very spiritual about this crazy guy. I say crazy. He's crazy like you. He's crazy like me. He's crazy like this welder that I know down the road that no matter what welding job you have, he shows up early and he welds something that will never break and then he goes to his next welding job and he leaves a vapor trail of high energy, of positive spirit, the energy of this president, like the founding fathers define the history of slavery and tyranny and kings and emperors and despots, that was the divine intervention, Alex, and I've witnessed this great commander-in-chief Donald J. Trump and he goes from rally and rally and he gets up there with piss and vinegar and vim and vigor you should see the sparkle in this man's eye <laughs> wow that's very um that's a little kind of sounds like you want to fuck him ted <laughs> kind of sounds like you want to fuck Donald Trump's face, dude. What dude, the hell? It's intense. That's a lot. I'm like, Jesus, why are you simping so hard for this man? You really? Yeah, that's like some that's presidential simping right there. That's wild, man. Bro. It's so funny. That's. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't think I've ever loved anybody that much where I like wrote a whole speech about him. No. I've never I've never cared about any other celebrity or president that much in my Even life. Somebody in your personal life. You ever write a speech about your mother, dude? <laughs> I don't know. Did you, did you deliver a great speech in front of a crowd about how great your mom is? Because I sure wouldn't, dude. And I love my mom. It's, yeah, I love my mom too, but it's fucking that's embarrassing and be like, oh, why are you talking yeah. about this person so <laughs> with so much like regard? But, you know, you give speeches like that and you get the Great American Defender of Freedom Awards. I guess so, that's true. You know? I guess that's true. So You got you to gotta give great speeches to get the Great American Defender of Freedom Awards. Hey, too. that's politics. It's given its take. Yeah. And then you got to play some sick-ass guitar riffs and sing a song about a bear that's sick. What's that song? Is it Stranglehold? That, like, eight-minute song? <laughs> or Fred Bear is the one that's about a bear that's sentient. <laughs> like What? <laughs> yeah, it's about a bear. Uh, a What's the thing. name of the song? Fred Bear. You okay. ever heard of Fred Bear? No, that's a Ted Nugent <laughs> jam. Yeah, nice. it's a 
It's not a bad song, actually. Cool. Well, it's going to be on repeat in my house the next two days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I guess on the topic of uh, fucking crazy people like Ted Nugent, um, let's go on to another metal news story. Is a disturbed guitarist with a fuck cancel culture guitar complains we're so divided now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, but, like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> right? He has a guitar that he plays at live shows that says fuck cancel culture on it. Yeah, okay. It's also worth noting that this dude's never really done anything that's considered cancelable yeah, by any means. Yeah, has never been controversial by any means. Like, But he's very anti-cancel culture. Cool. I uh, okay. Anti-cancel culture, but also it's like we're so divided now. What did you do, bro? Ever. What did you do? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's how it feels. Where it's like, what are you trying to hide from us? Um. But it's so funny to me when like people are the ones who are like complaining about that shit, and then they're also like, we're so divided, and it's like, yeah, because people like you are taking adamant sides on shit. Yeah, why don't you like, just act like a normal person? Yeah. Why don't you exactly. just hey? Why don't you just do what most of what what most Americans who are just kind of struggling to survive do? Why don't you just stop caring about <laughs> all that shit? <laughs> just completely block it out. Be Sweden, dude. That's the yeah. side I've chosen. I'm like, I'm neutral in all this now, dude. I couldn't give a fuck. Guess what? 50% happier in my personal life. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, man, I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, that is hilarious yeah, for him funny. to be like, fuck cancel culture. It's, it's like, on dude, his guitar. He plays a guitar. He's got a guitar that with says, the words fuck, fuck cancel, cancel culture. culture. Uh, and he plays this. This is his the Rad. guitar he's known is for it just currently. Like, is it just like masking tape that he did himself, or is it like he had you somebody know, like painted on there? I don't know. Because if he Let's had see. like if he had that like painted on there with like some flames or something, that'd be tight, dude. Some fucking badass motorcycle flames. I want to see it. Oh no, dude! It's a custom guitar, and it looks like the Coca Cola logo. Oh, really? It says the word... You know how it says, like, enjoy Coca-Cola? Yeah. It Instead of enjoy, it says fuck. And then instead of Coca-Cola, it says cancel culture. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, <laughs> it's red and white. Type in disturbed fuck cancel culture. Oh, guitar. dude, that is so cringe. <laughs> yeah, right? How are you, you going to be, how are you gonna be like, counterculture and a corporate shill at the same time? <laughs> yes. Man, that's... Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, he had that designed and then custom made. Ah, uh, man, this guy's this guy's name is one letter off from being perfect. His name's Dan Donigan. I wish it was Dan Danigan so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish so badly it was Dan Danigan. That'd be hilarious. He also looks like a guy who would say fuck cancel culture. Um he looks yeah, like he would I mean, hang out with Ted Nugent. I, dude, call me crazy, but Disturbed doesn't seem like they really have some very progressive values. <laughs> yeah, I don't, They're not very they political don't. as a band. They kind of keep their nose out of that to begin with. So I'm like, not really shocked to hear that maybe they're a little bit, they lean a little right, dude. Yeah, also they're fans. I think lean a little also, right they're as well. rich. Yeah. They're rich. Like, very uh -huh. rich. And so, they're Republican, white. dude. And very white. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're Republican, dude. 
Yeah, Guess that's a what? wild. I've said it before on the dude. pod. Anybody with over five million, ten million dollars, you're a fucking Republican, dude. Dude, it, it's a Schecter. <laughs> he plays a Schecter. Sh- I hey, don't, don't shit on that. Those really nice Schecters are amazing. Oh, okay. I, I the thought first you were guitar, like the first and only guitar I've ever owned was a Schecter Omen Six. Well, that's a bad Schecter. No, it's not. Yes, it is, dude. That's like a $300 guitar. It's a bad yeah, guitar. Yeah, I know, but it was the first and only guitar I owned, dude. It still had a good sound. I'm, I'm not it. trying to it like... played metal okay, I'm not which trying is to like. Yeah, yeah. It's not It's not a bad starter guitar. I'm not trying to like be like, it's the worst guitar ever. Like, my, I, my first guitar was a worse guitar than that. I had a Epiphone SG Special. Bad guitar. Yeah. Did I you sing got... on that thing? Always out of tune. Always slipping out of tune. If I'm being... 100% transparent with you. I got that Schecter because uh, Avenged Sevenfold played a Schecter. <laughs> at the time, I was yeah. in like sixth or seventh grade, maybe. You and and I was a just... million other chubby middle schoolers, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was just sort of transitioning into post hardcore music, you yeah. know? Like, I was starting to listen to post hardcore, but I still metal was still my entryway you know like basic metal it is in avenge sevenfold avenge sevenfold was on like trl you know like which i was still watching at the time um and like so they got on trl and that was like one of the first metal bands in years to really get on trl and like break through like that it felt like yeah they took Um, over the corn spot huh i guess kind of for a minute there with like backcountry I remember, man. Yeah, yeah, Backcountry was sick, dude. That was, like, the one. That was their breakthrough. But, like, I remember they played Schecter's, and there was some other... There's like, two, uh, one or two other bands that I looked up to that were, like, post-hardcore that also played Schecter's. And I was, yep. like... I was, like, they play metal guitars, and that's the type of music I'm trying to play is metal and post-hardcore. And if these guys are playing Schecter's, I'm playing a Schecter. And, like, I mean, I went to yeah, Motor City I... Guitar in Waterford, went through all the used guitars. I found a Schecter Omen 6 for, like, 200 My mom bought me it. I got a little fucking starter amp, which I still have the starter amp behind me. And, I mean, yeah, uh, I... I have a Schecter bass, and that's it's a great bass. I love it, yeah. dude. Yeah, they make like, good guitars for heavy very music. Very comfortable bass to play. Very smooth, nice tone. I only paid $500 for it. I think it was like on a crazy sale. I think it's like an $800 bass, but I got it for a really good deal. I love four getting string a or good five ass, string. It's a four string. I don't really, I didn't see the need. I don't really play, play bass like that. So I was like, I don't really think I need a five string, dude. Like I was also, I was making like indie rock. So I'm like, I definitely don't need a five string. Like I want to get a five string. That's my plan. I want to get a seven string guitar. Actually, I really do. I think it'd be tight. Get a Schecter Omen Seven. (laughs) (laughs) If I was gonna get a seven string, if I was gonna get a seven string, I'd probably get like an LTD. Uh, like he's an, only got this cancel culture one's only a six string. Sorry, dude, it's not gonna work. Disturb doesn't play. Uh, yeah, they don't play any seven strings. They're in like drop C sharp. They're not even heavy, dude. Fucking dude, posers. I wonder if they will sell this guitar. Like, if they'll start selling these. If like it becomes a signature. Like, if he's like Schecter, I want this to be my new signature model now. Mm. I, I wonder if they could... actually do it.
it. I do wish I could do uh, do the noise from Down with the Sickness, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, I really wish I could do that. <laughs> it's kind of sick. Yeah, but like, what do you do with that if you can? Fucking make all the ladies sopping wet. <laughs> <laughs> that's really hey, what that's Come over doing here. to people. Check this out. Check, Check this out. This real shit quick. out dude. <laughs> <laughs> you play the first 30 seconds of Disturbs. Yeah, dog. <laughs> and then exactly. just do that and then hit pause and be like, so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> huh? Me and you, right? Huh? You want to get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can do that into your vagina. <laughs> instant come <laughs> so stupid <laughs> so dumb my bad guys sorry for anybody who had to listen to that most people say do the abcs with your tongue i just do a quick ooh, wah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> usually that works hell yeah dude <laughs> oh man all right cool we'll move on from that um <laughs> off of disturbed now let's move on to uh this one's fun i want to talk about this one is metallica kids are heading on tour with their bands otto and bastardane so uh here's the way it, I, it's it's a good day. I'll just read the article from the top. It's a good day to have fathers in the biggest heavy metal band of all time, it turns out. At least that's the only take I could really come up with when I received the news that Otto, featuring Ty Trujillo, and Bastardane, featuring Caster Hetfield, announced they'd be hitting the road together. Mm-hmm. This summer, the two bands will strike it out on their own across North America, playing not only a wide range of local venues, but also a select number of Metallica weekend takeover gigs. You know, because they absolutely aren't being given a leg up on the industry based on who their fathers are. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> the tour will kick off in New York at the city's Gramercy Theater on August 5th, and it ends in Detroit and at that, the Sanctuary on November 11th. Um... I think it's pretty funny that they're doing a bunch of these Metallica takeover weekends, including the one in Detroit. Yeah. Um, and the two bands, both of them have one member of their dad is in Metallica, and they're like, let's just tour together. Let's tour our bands together yeah, and use just... our father's whole following. Uh, yeah, it's like... Now, I, uh, are the bands good? Some would debate, maybe. Is it one band or are... Nope, it's two bands. Okay. One's called Otto, O-T-T-T-O, so three T's. And then the other one... The other one's called Bastardane. So Bastardane, this is the interesting thing about this one, is Ty Trujillo, which is Robert Trujillo's son. Yeah, yeah. Right? The bassist for for Metallica, obviously. Yeah. I was talking to our buddy Drew Campbell a little bit about this last night about these fucking Nepo babies. And yeah. he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, Ty Trujillo has been playing bass for years. He's fucking phenomenal. He's like, I'm a huge Robert Trujillo fan. He goes, I've known about Tri- Ty Trujillo for years. He toured with Korn as their bassist when he was 13 years old because Fieldy couldn't tour with them for a couple years. And then I looked it up. Turns out he was actually 12 years old when he toured with Korn the as fuck? their bassist. That's amazing. He was 12. He's like now like 19, but he toured with Korn as their bassist because Fieldy couldn't tour with them when he was 12 years old. Yeah, that's fucking tight, dude. That's crazy. You want to talk about nepotism in the industry? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if he can hold his own and play all those Korn songs. Yeah, I mean, if you're good, it doesn't matter. Korn's that's got some thing. hard corn part or hard bass. That's parts. the thing. Nepotism, if it's earned, oh man, it rips. 
If you're actually yeah. talented and you have the connections, good. Then that's good. Here's, you're here's it's the thing. fine. Musically, I don't think they're necessarily bad. Do I like it? No. But <laughs> yeah, what kind <laughs> of music are they making? So I'll play Otto first, uh, which is um, oh wait, I'm sorry, I had it backwards. Bastardane is Hetfield's son. Otto is to Ty Trujillo, which is Robert. Does Trujillo's Lars son. Ulrich have anything to do with this? Does Lars nope. Ulrich? Does Lars Ulrich even have kids? I don't know. Trujillo and Hetfield are the ones whose kids are this one. So Ty Tru I'll play Otto first, which is Ty Trujillo's band. I'll play yeah. their top song called My Pain. My Pain. Vocally, I hate it. Okay. What? <laughs> that doesn't fit it, at all. It's rock and roll, man, and that's what I like. That's the thing is, it's like it comes off a little heavy at like, first, but it's like it's just rock and roll vocals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that the opening riff was tight. I thought it was gonna be like kind of like a hardcore song. That's what I thought at first when I first heard it too. The first time I listened to it, I was like, "All right, this is." I was like, "Give me some screaming. Give me any yeah. screaming." And, and like the this. singing is like too whiny to fit how. I don't want to say it's heavy, but how hard it is. And it's this singing all the time. It's not like it doesn't get like it's not metalcore. Play or more. It's yeah, I don't like, like that at all. It's it comes off as generic rock music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't love it. Um, but he just plays bass in that band. Uh, yeah, I th when I heard that opening riff, I kind of thought the vocals were going to be like, like I thought it was going to be like a turnstile rip off a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to give you uh so then I'll give you Hetfield's son's band. I hope this, uh, does he play guitar or does he sing? Um... Or does he do both? See. Yeah, I want to know what his son does in the band first. Yeah, I could. Well, we'll know. Out. We'll know if he sings because if this dude's band is just like, Hurrah! oh no, Caster yeah, Hatfield is the drummer for Bastardane. Oh, that must just fuck with James so bad. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, but, dude, yeah. did my wife cheat on me with Lars? And again, is my son band... Lars the son. <laughs> this band's imagery. It looks pretty heavy. Like I thought they were gonna be fucking metal. Like when yeah. I saw the imagery, like their album cover, and like the way they, the font they use for their name. It's not even heavy, dude. I'll play it. How are you gonna be in Metallica's kids and have two bands and none of them be heavy as fuck? It's it's yeah, it's not heavy as fuck. It's a little heavy, but it's not right, heavy as fuck. Play it. Go ahead and play it then. <sighs> Sounds like modern day Motorhead to me. I'll be honest. I'll play a little Don't, bit more, but do not insult Motorhead like that, dude. 
But doesn't it sound like a wannabe Motorhead? Not really. I mean, Motorhead is like so much like faster and aggressive. That's like that's just like boring, like generic but, radio rock. I don't even think it, vocally. It sounds like he's trying to sound like Wimmy, kind of. A like, little bit, and like, yeah. It also the riffs kind of sound sure like it like, like slowed influenced down, influenced a little bit, yeah. But fuck, man, that it band sounds like slowed down, kind of like wannabe Motorhead. Okay. Okay, shut it off, dude. That sucks. Yeah, it does, right? Here's the but thing. doesn't it sound it's... like wannabe Motorhead? Mm, yeah, I, I a, hear... a little bit. There's some influence, I hear but Motorhead is... influence. It's a like real I hear it. When I first Yeah, when I first listened attempt. to it, I was like, "Oh man, they want to be Motorhead." Oh, uh, like know, that was like, my initial reaction. You know, it's like mind-boggling about both of those recordings was just how like I guess the first one was better, but that one especially that we just listened to, it's like such a low quality recording. It feels intentional. For... Yeah, but that's like real low quality. I mean, like you can just you can have everything be natural in a studio and still have it sound good. It sounds like they that was like cheaply produced. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, uh, I will say both of these artists, both of these bands have self-released their shit at this point. Um doesn't mean they don't have management yeah there's no label listed on it on apple Music. it's pretty easy to scrape together the money to record <laughs> when your yeah. parents are worth 50 million dollars a piece yeah that's for sure but you know obviously they have management and stuff at this point yeah uh, of course but that's like that's the trick is like vended is the same thing like the slipknot sons vended they have yeah, but the at same least shit where it's like, like fucking awesome yeah, they exactly they are. These vended good. like rips, like they're really good. Yeah, and they're, and they're only, only going to get, get better. better. Oh, yeah, ew, gross, dude. <laughs> that was fucking gross. I hated that. Oh yeah, it's true, man. Though they are like they're just going to get more. They're going to get better. They're going to figure out their sound more. It's like they're already this good out of the gate. Um, mm -hmm. they'll figure it out. Uh, I mean that's we've talked about that before i think they're just going to get more metal core-ish though in the end but it is what it is i hope but they straight i really hope bad. that they uh i hope vended does less singing yeah just stick with the heavy shit dude just be i think heavy. I you think don't these need bands... to sell a ton of records you can live off daddy's money and just be a, in a super heavy band it's fine yeah i mean they're doing the festival circuit like a motherfucker they're on every festival yeah. dude it's crazy um and that's management you know um but they're like we don't have a label and it's like you don't need a label <laughs> like you have managers and you have i mean how many monthly streamers do, or monthly listeners do they already have on like spotify it's got to be like over 100k at this point i don't know let me see there's like so much hype and pr around that band that like they have to have a pretty sizable following already Two hundred and sixteen thousand monthly listeners pretty, pretty good, good. That's, their top that's, song, uh, Asylum. Making... Yeah, their top song has over seven million plays. The next one, Dead to Me, has over three million. They got one over two yeah, million. Yeah, I mean, their uh, Spotify and Apple Music then are generating thousands of dollars of revenue. Yeah, see, that's what people don't realize about those Spotify streams. If you like, kind of just own your music and you can get it to that kind of level, you're making a 
fuckload of money, actually, dude. Yep. And they don't even really need it. No. <laughs> I think some of the dudes in the band do. Like, the non-Slipknot babies need it a little bit. Some of yeah, them. I, know I, bet one even, of the dudes... I bet even those kids come from pretty... No. One of them, uh, the I forget the dude's name, the heavier one in the band. I think he plays bass. Um, he's like really tall too. Yeah, uh, yeah, the big guy. But yeah, the big guy. He um, in the interview I saw him do on Chris Garza's podcast, they were talking about uh, he like had to quit his job or like he like left his job when they went on their first tour and like took time off and then came back and like went back to working his day job when he came back off like their first tour or whatever i think and like i think he doesn't have a day job now but he did have a day job and came back to mm. it after their first that's tour. lame if i was Corey taylor i would just give that kid money dude <laughs> i would just be like dude here's like 20 grand and just make that last for a while so the band really gets popping bro yeah i i mean i would it, just it is give him is. some money dude he he came into the band. He was like the last member to come into the band too, I think. Okay. Um, and they and didn't so, make enough yeah. from that tour where he didn't have to go back to his day job. I think at that moment, maybe, you know, like, and he, he still wasn't sure of his place in the band totally. Cause it was their first tour and he knew it wasn't really his band, you know, like, and he was added to it and he got added pretty soon before they went on tour. I think to some extent, Okay. I don't know. I it, Well, no, I think he was in with enough time. But, like, I think it was one of those things where, like, he just didn't feel safe in his position in the band and still financially yet. He still had to, like, pay for his own apartment or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I imagine your first tour, the first one ever, you make shit. You get paid the bare minimum. Again, just move this kid into your Slipknot mansion. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. But then ah, I think after that, he quit his job. So, nah, dude. If my if now. my old band Screamer can move my band's drummer into their house when he was a teenager, uh, uh, on a fucking air traffic controller's salary, I think Corey Taylor could help that band out a little bit more, dude. Yeah, maybe probably. Nep maybe the nepotism isn't super strong with that band. Maybe he's like, figure it out, guys. No, the nepotism is very strong. Like the no, first ever interview sarcastic. was on like the Knotfest channel. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, what so. are you even interviewing them about? Oh, so your uh, your dad runs this whole thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. It's pretty sick. Dude, their bio, like, incarceration post is, like, posting about, like, the bands of the festival every day. They're, like, posting a couple of the bands, you know, with their bios and, like, a picture of them live. And yeah. they're, like, get ready for this band. And they posted Vended the other day. And, like, the only two people who are even mentioned in the bio are Griffin and Simon, like, the sons of Slipknot. And they mention they're the sons of Slipknot. And that's pretty much their bio. <laughs> it's, like, being, like, these are the sons of Slipknot. And it's, like, I don't know if Incarceration wrote that for them or if that's genuinely the bio they're going with. Yeah, I feel but it's like the one they that probably was don't want that title, though, that really followed them around in their professional careers that much. Yeah, I mean, it's there, though. You know, it got put out there. And I was, like, damn, dude, that, ugh. Fuck. I was like, yeah, that's like the fuck about also as the other members of the band. Like if I was one of those other members, I'd be like, what the fuck, man? The fuck like, about us, dude? I'm pretty good yeah. at drums over here. Yeah, I didn't write any of those guitar riffs. Oh, wait, that's... isn't Clown Son the drummer? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty good at also... bass. Dude, I'm Clown's over here son... working at fucking Guitar Center on my off time. This is bullshit. Dude, Clown's Son was sponsored for drums before they even started Vended. Because he's oh, really? like, yeah, he got 
somewhat of an internet following. For oh being, yeah, you can get for like being an who he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was endorsed by them and like dropped out of high school at like. Was he just posting like covers and like garnering like a follow that following I that way? I don't really know. I don't know technically. I just know he was. It was somewhat. It had to do with the internet and it had to do with his drumming. You know, and he got sponsored. Um, like yeah, and he dropped out of high school. I think at seventeen or sixteen or something. Um, yeah. Was, yeah, he's probably. I don't need it. Yeah, I saw it and like I found that out from like an interview of uh, Sean Crahan or Clown from Slipknot interviewing Brian Garris from Knocked Loose. It was an interesting interview because <laughs> Clown has a signature whiskey line, the Slipknot whiskey, and he started out the interview because like I think they did like they both did Danny Wimmer presents festivals, which is like incarceration louder than life aftershock sonic temple a lot of them like and they both had done festivals for the same promoter and like clown or sean crahan was like oh yeah we did bourbon and beyond in kentucky and that was a great festival he's like we had our slipknot whiskey there he starts talking about bourbon and whiskey to brian garris who's like a sober straight edge guy and he starts going on this whiskey tangent and brian garris just being like a sweet sweet man is like yeah that's cool dude like just like agreeing like happy to be there talking to one of the members of slipknot is just like letting him talk and doesn't ever mention that he's straight edge at any point like he just lets wow Sean Crahan ignorantly talk about whiskey to a straight edge dude for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like, it's like, man, you did no research on your guest, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it would be kind of dickish to just be like, actually, I'm straight edge. But it's also kind of dickish Don't to even sit there talk and about talk about the flavors of whiskey and the notes in it to somebody who's straight edge. Well, I mean, you know? Brian used to drink and stuff, though, so I'm sure he had many a nights yeah. fucking with some whiskey, dude. He's from Kentucky. He definitely had yeah. whiskey. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was kind of funny to watch that. Yeah, so like, yeah. And you just see Brian just be nice about it, you know? Um, These guys are yeah. sweethearts. Um, Speaking of I which, mean, we can probably yeah. get into the new Knocked Loose. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, perfect. Yeah, I don't really have any more metal news, so we should just hop into that new Knocked Loose. That's a perfect transition. By the way, are you actually. timing this one, too? I am. Great. Yeah, we're, we're good. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the new Knocked Loose is fucking sick, dude. It's so they, heavy. I, my favorite thing about it is they created a call out in this song that is going viral just like Arf Arf did on Counting Worms. Kind of knew it would, too, when I heard it for the first time. I was like, oh, they that's good. They knew gonna... it would. They knew <laughs> yeah, it no, would. No, they're, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. Like, it's smart. Yeah. They're, playing, yeah it, they're, out here, they're out here playing 3D chess, dude. And if it wasn't their idea, it's a very smart producer who knows what they're doing. You know, like it's either a producer, somebody in the studio who said, let's do this, or it's one of them making a very smart decision to do it because it it's intentional, you know, like it's very intentional. A thousand percent. It's like, oh, you made and then the Internet latched onto it just like they wanted the Internet to. And they've ran with it. And TikTok is just filled with like these knocked loose motherfucker uh, fucking TikTok. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like one of those like person on the street videos where like they'll go up to a guy with headphones and be like, what are you listening to? And I'll let her just cut to that music video of him be like, knocked loose, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, Or I've seen ones where it's like when somebody says play whatever music you want you know and the, or it's like when somebody hands me the aux cord 
you know, yeah, or yeah. some shit like that. Uh, yeah, it's dude. like the internet normal, is so original, normal man. people headed to work in the morning. Me headed to work in the morning. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so different and quirky. Normal people listen to Charlie XCX. Me heading to work in the morning, like in the car or some shit. You know. Yeah, but it, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's fucking it's become memed and it's I love it. I love it for them. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be huge. Yeah, I'll uh I'll play the song. It's got a little bit of a that creepy build up, which is in classic knocked loose style, some dissonant noise in the beginning or something, you know? Yeah. They love using noise. Yeah. Just some weird guitar noise, basically. Pretty much. Dude, just out of the gate, like, you get two new Knocked Loose songs, and that's the first fucking riff, and you're like, Knocked Loose is back, dude. Oh, like, yeah. No, that's how I, I mean, that, they just keep I getting heard, better and better. Yeah, man, when I first heard it, and, like, I heard, like, that opening riff, I was like, oh, they're fucking back, dude. That last yeah. EP that they put out was, like, fucking amazing, so I'm not surprised that their newer shit is even better. Yeah. He gets straight to the name of the song. The first lyric is the name of the song. Yeah. Deep in the Willow. Interesting. Yeah, move. I don't know. It's just like it, it, a lot of songs aren't named after the first word in the song or something. True. That drum fill is so <laughs> sick. A that hardcore drum song is amazing. Is, yeah, it is. It's sick. I will say it is a classic. Like hardcore song is not complete without a fuck. <laughs> Just a, yeah, right. You know, uh, yeah, a fuck or a blah. Yeah, play uh, that again. The <laughs> play the drum fill into that again. Hang on, pause it for a sec. I I love how um, it's it's very it's I mean I it's not really noticeable. Shit, that, no, no, it's uh, I like on that true color shown part. There's like a split second where it's complete digital silence, and then back into the song. It's it's just a production technique that I like really really like. Yeah, I, Code Orange did it a lot on their like new EP where they have like these very brief moments of complete digital silence in between these like spastic hardcore fucking beatdown parts yeah codorn's gotten has gotten very industrial yeah yeah that's a sick production technique here i'm uh, i'm going to play that big fucking breakdown at the end that knocked loose motherfucker breakdown yeah Motherfucker! 
fucking hard. And dude. it just goes right into the next song, too. Oh, yeah. Right away. That thumping bass drum. Yeah, first time I heard it, I didn't because I was listening dude. to it in the car. I didn't even realize it had gone into the second song. Dude, their drummer has gotten like considerably better over these like last two releases. Yeah, very good shit. Yeah, man, it's very heavy. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, I've listened Fuck to it yeah, a lot dude. lately. Yeah, the music isn't the music video just like both songs in one. Yep, so it just yeah, goes which... all the way through. Yeah, which funny enough they did with uh, Counting Worms and uh, I think Billy No Mates was the one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know their other viral song was another one that was uh, doubled with another song. A little in the two video. parter, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah, sick, yeah. dude. I'm definitely excited for like a new like full length from them. Whatever they do as like a full length next is gonna be just like stupid heavy. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how long it'll be until we get that, though, because probably two singles. You know? uh, that's probably means they're going to drop a new album this year, I would assume, because it's been a long time since they put out that uh, last full length. I think that different shade of blue album came out in 2019. I'd imagine full lengths probably probably in store this year, dude. Yeah, probably. That might just be a teaser. I wonder if those are. Yeah, I mean, those might be just from the album that could be it yeah they could just be singles from the album yeah so that might be what we're already looking at i imagine those are pretty like strong songs and i i mean yeah i would imagine that because they just put out that ep as well so that'd be a lot of new music to put out it is called upon lost singles so the album might be called upon loss yeah probably because if this is called Upon Lost Singles, I mean, it might just be the name yeah, of the they're like so focused on death over these last couple of releases, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fucking it's Brian Garris is a real sad boy. Yeah. I mean, I'll... yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of that. Can we get some movie. happier topics in heavy music, please? Can we please start talking about rainbows and things that are pleasant? I don't know. I mean, the other song we're going to talk about is Kublai Khan TX's song Theory of Mind, and that starts out pretty silly in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. So who the fuck are you? Yeah, that's pretty corny. Monkey see, monkey do. So who the fuck made you? <laughs> uh, those guys are scary, so I don't think it's corny at all, actually. <laughs> and then, dude, and then it goes, the next layer goes, it feels like a thousand years since I fell in love. Damn. But when the push comes to shove, love will never be enough. Long will never be enough. Love will never be enough, 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 enough. Time to call your bluff. Cut the shit. Damn, when you read this, it just sounds like uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, enough, enough, enough. Letting go is tough. Holding on is just as rough. When you're cold to the touch, how much can a heart take before a heart breaks? Attain a gaze I can't sustain while I'm just playing the same damn game. Till I run away. At a single drop of rain. 
drop it. You could do what you can, and I'll bring the big sorrow. Push it to the edge. Forge a crown from the meltdown. Play the game. Hell yeah, dude. Say I'm my name, bitch. for this poetry. <laughs> Say my name, bitch. <laughs> it takes a sharp turn all of a sudden. Yeah, dude. That's poetry, though. It's all yeah. about, you know... But that is so funny. It says, say my name, bitch. And then it goes, no queen and no offspring. All hail the endling. <laughs> but then it goes back to let your balls swing. <laughs> really? Yes. I guess I didn't pay attention enough to the lyrics of this song. I mean, I know the, I know the monkey see monkey do part because it's just right in the beginning. But... Dude, it's like, it's like, it's so funny. What do you think the... about your balls swinging? <laughs> Hold on. I just got to say, like, it's pretty funny to me. Like, it starts out corny as fuck. Monkey see monkey do. So who the fuck are you? And it's like, all right, buddy. And then it gets into like lyrics about love that's almost poetic like you said and then all of a sudden it's just say my name bitch <laughs> And then, and then it comes to no queen and no offspring all hail the endling which is a little more poetic and then it's let your balls swing <laughs> that's sick and then time to let go time to cut the cord when love runs its course foolish for no one take no your dick one. out <laughs> yeah monkey bleeds monkey lose <laughs> that's literally the next lyric that's hard. That's hard. I like that one. <laughs> Trying so hard to just take this ache away and build a better place where we belong. Instead, I put my hands through the walls. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. You're Listening alone. to Kubla Khan's music, I bet they're smashing drywall <laughs> constantly, dude. Everybody in that band's named fucking Kyle. <laughs> then it says, alone, love will never be. Love will never be. Bitch, fuck what I say here. <laughs> Never here to stay. What? Take a bunch of bullshit to take the pain away. Temporary fix focused on the outside while the soft bits left rot away on the inside. Fuck that. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> all right. We should play some of this. All right. Play the I'm part sorry. where it's talking about your ball swinging all the way through. <laughs> it's so funny play, to me. The, like... Play the part where he says bitch. <clears throat> So, and don't get me wrong, anybody listening to this, I really enjoy this song. Yeah, but it's boy, I have fuck. not looked at these lyrics until just this moment, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty pretty funny lyrics, too. I'm not going to yeah. lie. All right, here. Oh, there he's saying is. he's saying let the ball swing, not let your balls swing. No. Let your balls swing. He says let your balls swing. No, he says let the ball swing, Kyle. I guarantee he is not saying let your balls swing. Yeah. That's a the, dude. Is this another case of Apple Music just completely having the fucking lyrics wrong, dude? I don't think so, because I'm looking it up on Google and I'm getting let your balls swing. Bro. Okay. Let me well, look it up also, on Genius. Also here. on Google, they thought that uh, it was also, Northwest, dude, motherfucker. Not no, that Knocked was just loose. Apple Music. Okay. Google had it right, but and then also Genius had it right for Knocked Loose. But again, on Genius and on Google, it is Let Your Balls Swing. I'm not buying it, dude. <laughs> dude, everywhere I'm you look. I'm not buying it, dude. Everywhere it is, let your ball swing. I think it's let the ball swing. I don't think so. I think I think hardcore. I'm I think hardcore music is very prone to getting wrong lyrics written all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
You think so? What the fuck is that, dude? Sorry, I'm looking it up on YouTube. I'm looking up the music video because they have the lyrics inside of the description of it. So, all okay. right, this is Rise Records. Okay, yeah, what's the official take from Rise Records? Let your balls swing. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. All right, I was trying to defend you guys, but you put yeah. let your balls swing into a track. So This is official music video. It's in the description, the lyrics. Let your balls swing. Yeah, let All your right. balls Fuck. swing. All right, I'm wrong, dude. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this one's <Oops>. confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. Kublai Khan wants you to let your balls swing, okay, Jake? Oh, man. That's fucking fine funny. with that, dude. I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, oh, that's good. It's a good song, though. Listen to the song. Regardless of lyrics, is, most yeah, of the lyrics are pretty heavy. It's pretty dope, dude. I fucking love that song. I can't wait for them. To, I think they're going to put out a new album this year, too. Yeah. I mean, this is just. It's a been single. since 2019 for them as well, since they put out a full length. So. Yeah. Here, I'll play a little bit more of it. Good shit, dude. Man. I you love like hardcore their, music. It's I love solid. their drummer so much. He makes the, some of the most interesting choices in hardcore. I think they're one of the best modern hardcore bands out there right now. They're definitely one of the most popular. Yeah, they're fucking good, man. Nothing they're doing but, the festival uh, circuit, man. Nothing but props to fucking. I get to. I get Kublai excited. Khan. I get to. I get to see them at incarceration, dude. I'm excited for that. Dude, let your balls swing, Kyle. <laughs> I'm gonna let my balls swing, dude. <laughs> you gotta man it's I'm gonna be gonna, hot i'm gonna get a sign that says are you gonna wear shorts swing. <laughs> are you a, are you a shorts guy at festivals i think i might have to be it's yeah. gonna be all day outside it might be I, I don't let the general public see my legs ever dude i wear <laughs> i could be 102 degrees i'm wearing fucking black jeans in the middle of summer dude I got good calves, dude. I'm like, I kind of got good calves. I have also, no problems like, with my calves. I just don't. I'm fucking. My legs are pasty. It's gross. Yeah, so are mine. But I got a, you know, I got a couple tattoos on my legs, so I'll fucking let them fly out there, okay. dude. Yeah, let your balls. Also, swing, but like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm gonna let my balls swing. You um, gotta. But yeah, I'm wearing shorts, dude. I, I think I'm gonna. Have, uh, I'm gonna bring pants in case if the some, weather permits. Where's some Jenko jorts, dude? Nah. Why not, I, man? I like jeans, but I mean, I Isn't don't. Isn't Limp Biscuit playing out, one of the days? Yeah, dude. You got to wear Jenko shorts on that. Jenko jean shorts, dude. Throw it back to the nineties, dude. Jenkos are expensive now. Aggressively baggy, man. Hell yeah. They're they're aggressively expensive now, is what they are. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah, people are paying high money, like big dollar, for Jenkos. Really? Yes. Why, dog? It's vintage. Is baggy coming back into style? Is ba are we going to see a baggy renaissance? Everything has a twenty-year cycle. Every since every style, every like era of style is on a twenty-year cycle. Essentially, yeah, I know, Kyle. We talk about this constantly. I know, and so like, Jenkos are on that style. I right think that now. one should be. I think we should leave that one in the past. All right, talk to the Gen Z kids who are fucking wearing them. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. I, it is funny that Gen Z kids like hate uh, boomers, but they dress like every like Gen Z girl dresses like a fucking eighty year old grandma. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just thrifting. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah, it, stop going to thrift stores and buying clothes from the nineteen twenties, dude. Also, Jinko you're not a is flapper, like, ladies. 
Dude, also Jinko is like selling their jeans again themselves. Like, and I'm pretty sure. Dude, so to buy Jinkos from Jinko, uh -huh. do you want to take a guess at the price? Eighty dollars. Two twenty-five. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Why? From Jinko.com. You remember North Pole jeans? You remember all the aggressively bad jean companies from the fucking mid 2000s? Dude, North Pole jeans were like basically competing with Jenko. Dude, it's crazy to me that you get Jenko wants $225 for a new pair of Jenkos. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, dude. These jeans yeah. suck, by the way. This is such a disgusting. <laughs> it's so like, it's not stylish. You look like a dumbass. <laughs> Your pants get fucking dude. If it's like snowing or like any kind of rain out, your shit's gonna get like shredded, shredded at the <laughs> bottom, dude. Remember that when people just had pieces of jean hanging from their jeans, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be torn at the bottom. It'd, your pants are literally coming apart. It's literally shredded. Like they've got it's pieces feel like, of No, jean. I bought them like this, dude. You're like, I know you didn't buy them like that. They don't rip the bottoms, <laughs> yeah. dude. I'm not a fucking idiot. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah these terrible. are. God, these are terrible, dude. These look like shit. Speaking of uh, shit logo from the goes 90s, hard as man. hell, though, dude. The logo for Jenko goes hard as hell. Like graffiti. <laughs> All right, we're not defending. Like we're not here to defend with the fucking crown over it, dude. That goes hard as hell. <laughs> you don't like the logo, at least. I mean, I guess it's an okay logo. It goes hard. But on the quick topic of something else from the '90s, something that started in the '90s, some 41's breaking up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we had. Yeah, man. You wanted to discuss this mainly. I did. I do. I love Sum 41. How do you feel about Sum 41? I like Sum 41, man. I love Sum I was Sum a big 41. fan. Yeah, dude. They got some fucking great riffs, man. That's that's yeah, a man. shame. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of understandable. I know that like their singer had some bad health. He like almost died for a second there. Derek on... Wibley. Derek Wibley. Yeah, they're sick, dude. They they're like a awesome blend of like pop punk and like thrash metal like some of their songs just have like these like hardcore riffs in them and you're like nice those are awesome still waiting is like dude the fucking verse riffs in that song are so sick dude have you ever seen the sum 41 video with will sasso yeah it's still waiting Oh yeah, that's the one, dude. Okay, yeah, it is. Where he's like, like, you're you the guys... sums. Yeah, the numbers <laughs> shit. It's out, guys. The numbers thing. It's not popular anymore. You're the sums. Yeah, dude. I want to play the beginning of that video. We could play it. We gotta. I, yeah, that's fine. That, it's classic. The beginning of that the video is good enough. Yeah, the beginning of that music video is fucking gold, dude. So am I still waiting? All right. Oh yes, it started without an ad. I love that. Kyle, just get YouTube Premium if you're going to use YouTube for the <laughs> podcast, dude. <laughs> All right, we're good. Here we go. It starts out right at the beginning. Oh, I think I'm about to be mugged. Hey, guys. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Have a seat. Take it easy on those chairs, Corinthian leather. Have you uh, heard the new album? No, I haven't heard the new no. album. I, I, I'm sure it's great. All sorts of songs about skateboarding and getting dumped. Yeah, I love this one here. <laughs> Listen, the reason I called you guys in here, your name, Sum 41, the number band, thing is out okay blink 182 green day 75 these names <laughs> i fucking love that green day 75 <laughs> just make it shit up yeah, yeah it's fucking great blink 182 green like, day 75 will sasso is like criminally underrated 
Yeah, dude, that fucking gets me every time. The Green Day 75. Green Day 75. <laughs> yeah. These are not cool. What's in now is the. Okay? Yeah. The strokes. Yeah. The. I can't see you. The. <laughs> he just fucking knocks over the lamp on the desk. <laughs> he's like looking at the one dude. He's like, I can't, I can't see, see you. you. <laughs> it just whips it. Like, Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Vines, the hives, the white stripes. This isn't new. The Led Zeppelins, right? Are you feeling me? <laughs> Guys, check this out. That again is fucking great. That's like Will Sasso. I think. That's got to be Will Sasso. Just be Will Sasso. The yeah, probably Led just Zeppelins? like let him riff that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking great. The sums. Okay. <laughs> the sums. What's in now is like drinking your beer and smoke. You guys smoke? No. Yeah, you do now. You like... <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> he like grabs a bag of cigarettes. No, you do now and throws it at him. <laughs> Dad, smoke him up, Johnny. What's your name? Derek. Not anymore. It isn't. It's Sven. You like know. it? It's great. Yes. I don't know. Sven. Great. <laughs> What's your name? Derek. Not anymore. It's Sven. <laughs> oh man, that's so fucking great, dude. Yes. I guess I so. Give it a go. Sums. So. Yeah, and then it gets into the song. Which oh, am I still waiting for Classic, dude. Play the play the uh, main verse riffs in this song. Just the first one. It's so sick. Right when it starts? No, no. It's like after the intro. Good reason. First verse. Trump, a bullet to my head. Your words are like a gun in hand. You can't change the state of the nation. We just need some motivation. Yeah, that's like hardcore punk. That's a fucking there. great riff, dude. That guitar riff is so the triplets. It's so tight. Yeah, vocally, it's almost like incendiary in a way. Yeah, you know, like there, like where it's like it's comparable to some hardcore bands. The riff. Yeah, is no, not. they're like really like hardcore shouty vocals for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, if you said that at like a fucking hardcore show, you'd get the shit kicked out of you. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm um, saying musically, they're not. I I know. I understand what you're saying. I think it's actually very comparable. Uh, yeah. That actually caused like a lot of internal strife in the band with like their main, their lead guitar player and the other mate bandmates. At one point, that dude left because he wanted the band to be like more metal than like pop punk and punk. I get it. So I he mean... left for a while, and then they got another guitar player, and then that dude came back, and they ca they just had <laughs> three guitar players. <laughs> he was like, oh, I tried making it on my own and doing metal music, and it, it didn't, didn't work, work out. out too well. <laughs> You guys want me back? I'm looking to make some money. Poor checks. Yeah, exactly. Those fat fucking festival checks, dude. For sure. But yeah, man. All right. On that, I think that's the end of the episode, dude. Nothing else here, dude. All that's right. it. Yeah, we can wrap her up, dude. How Everybody, what time, how what length are we at? Fifty-six minutes. That's I think. good. Probably. I think I started at a couple minutes late, so we're probably right around an hour. That's that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I know we were talking a little bit at the beginning. We're good. Yeah. But, all right, everybody, that is episode 16 of Unless You Live Hardcore. I am at I am Kyle Forsyth. The podcast is at Unless You Live Hardcore. Jake? Uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at, uh, at ComicJakeFord. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Okay. Review it if you want to. Give it Only five If you're going to do a positive please. one. If you think it's less than five, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, don't even tell us. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know, this is making me laugh the other day. Um, you know how sometimes people will leave like bad Yelp reviews on like restaurants and shit. Yeah. I always love when like somebody will leave like a one star review and then like the establishment will hit back at them 
and be like, actually, you were a fucking piece of shit guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were the worst customer we've ever had, so your review is invalid to us, and it should be to everybody else reading this. Each we've gotten, die. we've gotten reviews at the comedy club where we kind of feel that way at times, yeah, where yeah. it's like somebody's like, I was trying to tell the comedian something during his set, and he got rude with me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nobody wanted you to fucking. Yeah, talk you should have been rules. kicked out. Actually. Yeah, like, they're Dude, like they reviewing were really some of the reviewing we some had, of the footage from like the Ali Makovsky shows I was at. I was like, dude, you guys need security, man. That there was so much talking during my one of my sets on like Saturday fucking night. I was like, damn. Yeah. And like it like ruined it for the people who were trying to listen because I'm like getting laughs and doing well, but all you can hear in the background in the camera is just other like the footage is unusable because people are just talking so much in the back of the room. Damn. Yeah, I didn't even notice. See, dude, like... I got off stage and Allie was like, "Why are they talking so much?" I'm like, "I have no idea, dude." But you're you're the headliner, so they'll shut the fuck up for you. <laughs> and yeah, they I did. mean, we try and get them to shut up, but yeah, sometimes it's not your you know. fault. I'm not blaming the club. I love the club. Well, man, yeah, it happens. I don't know. It's funny oh, though, it getting a review. Like we got a review the other week of like they were really rude when they told me to stop heckling. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And I it's mean, like, and then it also said, like, if the comedian can't handle, if the comedian's not funny enough to be able to handle somebody saying something during their set, maybe they shouldn't be performing or something. Like, basically being like blaming it on the comedian for yeah, not being good enough I mean, to deal with heckling or something. I also see, I also see their point, but also, but the don't comedian heckle. dealt with it. it yeah, it's I like, bet it's he like, did. The comedian said something and then moved on in their set. And, and I'm just sure everybody like, laughed up. at the heckler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. But he Anyways. wanted to be engaged with. All right, that's neither here nor there. This is all yeah. comedy bullshit. Yeah, I'm just gonna trim that right off at the end, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, man. You all have right, a good man. day. I'll, I'll, I'll catch you later. You. Catch you later, man.